0: For 25 years, people have trusted us for their window replacement needs, and you can, too. Call now to learn about our buy four, get the fifth one free window replacement
1: offer. 800-413-6992. 800-413-6992. 800-413-6992. That's 800-413-6992. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details.
2: Ladies
0: and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Your inside look into combat sports. Left
3: Talk right hand.
0: And
2: now, the host of the longest-running fight show in radio and Internet history. Thank
4: you, Pedro. You want to run tomorrow? Are we ready? Are you going to run tomorrow morning? <laughs> 5.30. I'm leaving tomorrow at 10. I'll run with you tomorrow morning. Okay, baby. Pedro Fernandez. You asked me uh, how well did he fight, I don't know. But I can tell you one thing. He punched good. Donnancy Caballeros, bienvenidos. Ladies and gentlemen, emanating. Coming at you from the multi-million dollar sports byline studios. Check it. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Often imitated but never duplicated, my name is Pedro Fernandez. Welcome to the longest-running fight show in history, Ring Talk Live Worldwide. As I sit here freezing... In the Sports Byline Studios, folks, remember David Letterman's ploy was to have the studio like at 55 degrees, you know, to make the, the crowd sort of cold so they you couldn't get comfortable this kind of stuff, right? I think the boss does it here. He's got it down in the 40s. Bottom line is we're freezing here at the Sports Byline Studios, but then again, that's just another day. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. For the next hour, we're talking sports, of course. Combat sports, mainly boxing and mixed martial arts, because the UFC has a car tonight. Am I imploring you to buy it? Probably not. Uh, you can save your money. Watch it on YouTube a little bit later or some other form of uh, piracy. Am I advocating piracy? No, I'm not. But the bottom line is, if you live in a foreign country and you're able to pick the UFC up on a link, pick it up on a link and save 80 bucks, That's just the way I'm talking about it. Uh, also, of course, we're going to talk about Jamel Charlo in depth with boxing's PhD. I'm talking about Socrates Palmer in a couple of minutes. Of course, Charlo undefeated. Says he wants to fight Canelo Alvarez, but... He doesn't want to fight David Benavides. You gotta make, there's gotta be something in between, bro. You just can't just like step up and fight the king. You gotta beat the, beat somebody under the king. Bottom line is, Jermel Charles has got some insecure problems. Of course, Jermel, Jamal, do you get confused? I don't. Bottom line is, Jermel's a better one. He's 160 pounds. You are tuned to Ring Talk, live worldwide. Check it. You're inside, looking to the world of boxing, MMA, the zone. Going to go heavy with boxing. Hey, eh? Joe Smith is in in one main event. Uh Joseph Jojo Diaz advocating his IBF Junior Lightweight title in another main event. Of course, he couldn't make the weight. Um, a WBO Junior Middleweight title on the card, and of course, February thirteenth as well. Another card on the zone. Josh Larantine versus Mauricio Alara. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide. Often imitated, but <laughs> never duplicated.
1: We've got Rick here again. Will the second time be the charm? I don't know, Bob. He's got a lot of love for the game, but he's not the player he once was.
2: He's got passion in his eyes. He passes the beer. Looks like he's making a play for the candy aisle. I've never seen this in my 35 years. He's going right for the heart-shaped box. He picks up the chocolate and heads straight to the checkout. Unbelievable. Rick comes through with a last-minute
0: Valentine's Day victory. This Sunday, don't forget to make happy on Valentine's Day with a heart-shaped box of Russell Stover chocolates.
4: Hey, Matthew,
2: we need to restock those sleeping bags.
4: Indeed knows unexpected growth can stretch your business thin.
2: one of you cover this register? Like at Anita's Outdoor Store. To keep sales climbing, she needs to
4: get started hiring right, right away. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. And the moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get a $75 credit for your first sponsored job post. Terms and conditions apply.
1: 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
4: When I was working the Z Channel, everybody in LA had the Z Channel. It's like the 1980s version of like HBO LA style. You know, some movies, a little sports, a couple documentaries here and there unbeknownst to me, these Hollywood star types were watching me do my thing monthly with legendary L.A. Dodger announcer, Tony Hernandez. That's right, Hernandez and Fernandez. So one night at the L.A. Forum, I see Mary Wilson. She says, hello. i like, whoa, out of the blue. She says, hello. So anyway, she ends up telling me she watches me on Z, blah, blah, blah. We talk a few times about her upcoming projects or maybe my upcoming projects or what I was doing. But for the most part, the lady from the Rooster Projects, of course, the original Supreme, She wanted to talk about boxing. Speaking of the original Supreme Court, she had contempt for Diana Ross and at the same time had empathy for her fellow late Supreme. I'm talking about Florence Ballard. Of course, bottom line is she passed this past Sunday, February 8th, in Henderson, Nevada. I'm closing uh, a little little stunned on this one. Mary had class. May she rest in peace. She was a class act, folks. I kid you not. Every time I saw her, she always put that palm out to me like, stop, stop. What's up, Pedro? Stop. Bottom line is we had a great time and... uh, Unlike Miles Davis, who I spent an hour with at the LA Forum one night, didn't get ten, couldn't understand ten words from him. She was very eloquent in her addiction, no doubt about that. May she rest in peace, the great Mary Wilson, seventy-six years old, born in the Brewster Projects, Detroit, Michigan. Of course, a product of Motown, Motown Records. Of course, uh, Barry Gordy, still ninety-one years old, still rocking and rolling. Barry's outliving everybody. That's just the way it is, I guess. You are the, the, the evil outlasts the good. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Your inside look into the world of boxing, MMA. My next guest is the star of the Saturday show. Of course, he is, uh, recently a father. Sebastian, uh, Palmer has come into the family in the last month. He's over a month old now, so we want to wish you on that. I wish you the best on that. So let's start off with Jamal Charlo, Socrates, 31-0. and Um, does he hit, does, does he have the intestinal fortitude that a champion should have? Uh,
5: I think he's a guy with a lot of talent, you know. Um, you really wish that These guys, I mean, it's hard to believe. He's been on the scene for a while, and and I believe he's already 30 years old. He has yet to have a career-defining fight. And boxing is a sport, as you know, that you get old overnight, you know. So I know he's been paid well. Uh, He is a known name in boxing circles, but outside of boxing, I don't think people know who the Charlo brothers are. And, you know, you almost see it as like a waste of of not uh, of talent and an opportunity. You you want to see him uh, have a career defining fight. There's plenty of good fights out there for him, but well, he doesn't seem too eager to take part in them.
4: No, no. I mean, he says he's willing to step up to one sixty eight and fight for Canelo for for like the big money, but he doesn't want to do a stepping stone on the way. As he turned down Benavidez this week for his he uh undefeated lad, former WBC super middleweight champion. I don't know if he's got the title back or they're going to give him the title. But the bottom line is, uh, Ben Abedas can fight. It would have been a good fight. Him and Charlo. Charlo turned that one down. Charlo says he's really a 154-pounder fighting these guys at 160 and 168. Bottom line is, I'm getting tired of his excuses, bro. Him and his brother, they need to step up and do something.
5: Yeah. Absolutely. I, I'm I'm right on board with you. And why can't that fight be made? They're Thir- both under the PBC
4: umbrella. Exactly, thirteen I mean, years. Thirteen years of professional. He turned pro in two thousand eight. He hasn't got a, a significant fight yet that we can say whoa, whoa, whoa. Remember Jamel Charlo in that fight? No, no. Anyway, switching gears here. Um, Yo, I'll go back to Charlie for a second. So he's not 168 pounder. He's not 160 pounder. Really, 154 pounder. What about Roberto Duran? He moved up from 122 to 126 to 135 to 147 to 154 to 160 to 160. He won titles in those weight classes, except for 140 and 122. I mean, when he burst on the scene, he moved up in weight. I think that's what shows true greatness when you're able to beat guys that are bigger than you. Unlike Marvin Hagler, who beat guys who were smaller than him. You knew I was gonna, in to... deal. You, know, you knew I was in to jab. A,
5: there, huh? alone. Le- leave Marvin alone. I'm sure he's having a big plate of linguini and you know enjoying life. Uh, listen, when you mention guys like Duran and, and Leonard and Charlo in the same breath, it's I'm sure a, a, a it's to just to show Mr. Charlo this is what a real professional fighter that wants greatness. But I really believe that it's the money. The money has ruined. The drive. I mean, Charles have made some good money, you know, and and, and their fights are on television, and it seems like they just uh, complacent. You know, they're 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 happy, and it's like, why risk this undefeated, you know, undefeated streak that I have, or you know, against C and B level fighters, you know, why take that risk? Unless, oh, okay, I'll take Canelo, yeah, because he'll get paid double what he what ever he's made in his life mm. but you know it, it's just it's a shame I, I think it's an aspect that the money has has ruined boxing in, in some aspects
4: Jeez, you really think so of course roberto duran got a million dollars for the first leonard fight never made more than a million dollars before that they offered him 8.5 million to take to, to take the second leonard fight and they knew he was like 204 pounds when he started off there in camp had to come down to 147 they knew it was going to be hell bottom line is he would have cut off his arm and make one forty seven to make that eight point five million dollars. Because at the end of the day, let's be honest, it ain't about belts; it's about making money.
5: Absolutely, and and just going back to Durant, Durant at thirty seven years old, went up to middleweight and fought Iran Barkley, the monster, probably the big, the biggest middleweight in, in of
4: history. that era and no. any era. Yeah. Yeah, he ended I mean, up, he went on to fight heavyweights. You know what I, you know what I ran told me when I first met him? This was, this was, this is a classic I ran Barkley. I kid you not, sock. He's got all, he's all busted up, his eyes hanging, cause Eddie Aliano used some, uh, bond cell solution to close his cut during the, the Tommy Hearns fight in 19, I think it was June 1988, the Las Vegas Hilton Hotel, but they used that illegal cut substance to burn his cut clothes, so he's sitting there with an ice pack on his eye, Iran Barkley, and I walked up to him, green little reporter, I said, uh, uh, Mr. Barkley or Iran, my, my name is Pedro Fernandez. He goes, although my name is Iran, I never did. <laughs>
5: Hey, that's a, that's a fellow Bronxite, man.
4: I and did. By I, the was, way, uh, I was, I was speechless there for a second. I mean, I, 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 I yeah, I, okay. Okay. <laughs> you just knocked out Tommy Hearns with one punch. Yeah.
5: Yeah. And, and by the way, I heard that he's on the men's, uh, from Corona. Uh, so I wish him, uh, a speedy recovery. Uh, the blade, you know, probably, uh, the most, uh, how can I say he, he's a guy. If there's ever an event in New York, you will see the blade. <laughs> There's a, a, some sort of dinner involved or, or a war. Are you trying to, to tell me,
4: are you trying to tell me he's a buffet burglar?
5: Hey, someone's got to do it, right? Okay. <laughs> he's a good dude.
4: Hey, Mitchell Rose died this week. Mitchell Rose, of course, a journeyman heavyweight. Um, is, is he from your, for, from your neck of the woods?
5: Uh, you know, I believe he's from Brooklyn. I, I want to say, um, yeah, I saw that a couple, I never got a chance to, to cross paths with him. Um, I
4: I, 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 he beat Butterbean, but he beat Butterbean, and I can't figure out. There's something else I remember the guy about, and I can't remember what it is. Either I hung out with him at a fight, or we we're at some type of post-fight party. I can't remember what it was. Maybe ludabella introduced. I don't remember. Bottom line is, but he beat Butterbean. He passed away this year, this week, at the age of 51 years old. um So Canelo. Speaking of Canelo, of course, he's got this guy coming up. um Avni Yildrum, twenty-one and two, with seventeen wax coming to us. I think out of Iran. Of course, this is a stay busy type of fight supposedly for him next week. Um, the Iranian can't pull the upset here, can he? I mean, we're not looking at a Buster Douglas thing, are we?
5: Uh, you know what? You never know. You know, I mean, Canelo's now. The good, the one thing that I would say, I can't see it happening because Canelo just recently fought, so it's not like, and he's someone that that is maybe a little vanity-driven, so you never see Canelo blow up 25 pounds over his weight. You know, he's, the guy's always in shape, and he takes his career real seriously, so I can't see him. Canelo, when he has a guy that he's supposed to be, he usually does it. He walks through them, busts them up real bad, and it's a good stay-busy fight for Canelo, and I'm happy for the Iranian. He's going to get a career payday. Okay.
4: After the break, of course, we'll get into depth to our fights today on the zone. Three cards on the zone, no doubt about that. If you got the subscription, get it. I think I'm locked in at nine ninety nine. Hey, how long, do you know how long before they jack me up to twenty bucks here? We'll talk about that after the break. Bottom line is the zone's a pretty good buy. ESPN plus is a pretty good buy. I think that's five ninety nine a month, and you can watch every fight in history just about. I think you can go back and watch the Bill Caton big fights are all there on ESPN, I believe. ESPN plus you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. We're going to learn Mary Wilson today on Ring Talk Live Worldwide.
1: Paid for by Airtime Media. Are you paying too much for
2: term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past two years. For example, a man age 45, non-tobacco user, one million dollars of coverage is only seventy-five dollars per month, level for the next ten years. Or a man age 50, non-tobacco user, can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only hundred and ten dollars, guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years, and if
1: Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Um, Thank y'all for tuning in. All the fans around the world, we love love,
3: y'all.
4: You know, there's a little tiny room... In a house on West Grand Boulevard in Detroit, Michigan. A little tiny room that's down in a garage. It's in the basement of a house. That's where they recorded all these songs. In the basement of Barry Gordy's house. I kid you not. Upstairs, it was just like a normal house. And there was like, you know, the front room and people upstairs. The bedrooms and the kids and that kind of good stuff. And the bottom line is in the basement. That's where the Motown sound was, you know, first, uh, first came to light. And, of course, back in the late 1950s, Barry Gordy's still going to the age of 92. As I said earlier... Sometimes evil outlives, um, greatness. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing, the MMA. Straight up on the line from the Bronx, of course, our Bronx Bomber, Saturday star, none other than Socrates, Palmer, and Sock. I got to ask you straight up, what's happening tonight as far as these zone fights are concerned? Is Joseph Diaz lost his, lost his title on the scale? Uh,
5: yeah. He was, uh, three pounds overweight. Uh, shame on him. Uh, I guess one of those guys who just, doesn't know how to handle success, you know. I mean, he had a great win against Devin Farmer, and then he loses it at the dinner table. You know, he came in at one thirty three point six, according to uh, all the news that I see, and he lost his title. And now, Mister uh, Rakimov has it has a chance to to make history and win, and win a a belt. And uh, Diaz is going to have to. Uh, I'm to say go back to the drawing board, but, you know, it's definitely a blemish. It's, it's, it's got to be very embarrassing. Um, and I'm sure Golden Boy is not too happy with
4: it. You know, um, there's, there's an unwritten law that you either make weight or you don't show up. You know, I mean, bottom line is you have to make weight. You have, that's part of the, that's part of what this is all about. The ability and the discipline to make weight. In other words, you know, uh, people talk about winning championships. I had problems defending them. It wasn't winning them. It was defending them. In other words, making the weight each time. I mean, oh, God, it, I would go through excruciating things. Sometimes I wouldn't eat for 36 hours, and I'd ask my mother, hey, Mom, what's for dinner? You know what she'd tell me, Scott?
5: What, brother?
4: Kool-Aid ice cubes. <laughs> I'm serious. Or, or Or get this, broccoli and spaghetti sauce.
5: Mm, yeah. Yummy.
4: Oh yeah. I mean, she, yeah. Yeah, bottom line, she had to keep the system moving at the same time. And uh, anyway, bottom line, making weight is probably the toughest part I ever experienced about fighting. I mean, getting hit, fighting in fights, going on the road didn't matter. None of that stuff. None of that stuff even compared to making weight. What about Josh Warrington and Mauricio Lara? Is this a fight worth watching from the UK today? i uh,
5: just real quick on JoJo Diaz. He's gonna get hit in the pockets for a hundred grand. I mean, if that's—I mean, that's gotta hurt. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 a little. That's a little.
4: Grand. Well, you wow. know, f- listen. He put it, bottom line is he would have went back and lost those three pounds. I think if you told him, listen, man, you're gonna—they're gonna find you a hundred grand. He went back and cut off his hair. I mean, his underarm hair, his pubic hair, his hair on his head. <laughs> He—I mean, right, he—I right. mean, he'd have been taking enemas. He did all kinds. Of, you wouldn't believe the stuff that I've heard. The guy's making weight. I mean, I think James Tony was the scariest one I've, I've ever heard of. I won't go into the, the details of his making weight, but that was like barbaric. I'll just put it to you like it was absolutely barbaric. Straight up, Josh Warrington though is, is he a, is he some fighter clubs to us from Leeds, of course, in the UK, and the zone is pushing the English fighters big time because they're from the UK, and of course, anytime they could push boxing, they're going to push it on both sides of the, uh, uh, of, the of the ocean there. That seems to be working for him because they've got Canelo fighting guys, except for this upcoming guy, but guys that have been from across the pond. And when they have guys fight from across the pond, they get Canelo's draw plus they get their guys' draw. It like a win-win situation for for Eddie Hearn.
5: Yeah, I mean, hey, this is probably the gold—not probably. I'm, I'm going to go out just jump out the window. This is the golden era of of British boxing. I mean, no, at no time I, I can't think of any time. You had, you know, two thirds of the of the heavyweight title, you know, uh, being owned by by British fighters, uh, of course Fury and Joshua, and then the, the the fan base is just it's just ravenous. You know, they get behind their fighters. Uh, they put on a great performance uh, in terms of production, and you know, it's it's a great it's 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 on my bucket list of, of things to do. I definitely would love to uh, catch a fight in the UK. It's a great atmosphere. Um, as far as t- today, uh, Josh Warrington, he hasn't fought in a long time, um, almost over a year. You know, so he's fighting a guy, Mauricio Lara. I believe it's his first fight outside of Mexico, and um, it's never a good sign. So like never a good friend. sign. No, but he's <laughs> 22 years old. Okay, you know? and and he's Mexican, and he's got that. In that DNA, the culture of fighting, you know, Mexican featherweight, you know, but he's he's in that ring for a reason. Uh, Josh Warrington is not the most exciting fighter. There's a lot of punches, but only seven knockouts, and eventually those guys, in my just ob- observations, those guys with in those lighter weight classes that can't pop, eventually get their, you know what, handed to them. I don't think that's going to happen today, but you never know. You know, he's 30. And he has a point in a year and a half. So you might see a, a rusty Josh Warrington.
4: One week from today, uh, Olympic gold medalist from Mexico. I'm talking about Oscar Valdez, former WBL 130 pound titleist. I think he's 28 and zip with 22, taking on, um, Miguel Burchelt. And of course, Bershelt comes in to us with 37 and 1 with something like 26 uh, KOs. Bottom line is, this is a pretty good, pretty darn good fight.
5: Oh, absolutely. It's probably one of the most anticipated fights of, of the early year. Um, Richelp is, you know, he's got that monster, uh, aura about him. He's got, he can crack. Um, he's never in a boring fight. And, uh, Valdez is a, is a very talented fighter. Um, I believe that's going to be on ESPN. Is there a date for that?
4: Um, looks like, no, that's one week from today.
5: One, okay. Look, that's, that's one week from today. That's,
4: that's why, nice. that's why I'm pumping it up. I mean, I, I, I think that yeah. I saw Valdez at the WBO convention a few years ago when he was, a kid, and he was a WBO champion, 126 pounds, real green. And I said to myself, this kid, a former Olympic gold medalist, you know, maybe he could be like the next Canelo, per se. And, of course, now we're talking about Ryan Garcia being the next Canelo. Is Ryan and Manny Pacquiao, is this thing signed? Is Is it going to be an exhibition? Is it going to be a boxing match? I mean, I don't want to see any more exhibitions. I'm done with that.
5: Yeah, yeah, unless it's two guys in their 50s. I don't want to see another exhibition.
4: Well, either. even the two uh, guys in their fifties, if Tyson and Holyfield want to go to, go to, uh, Dubai, a United Emirates, or a Saudi Arabian fight, let them pass the physical and let them fight. I mean, this, absolutely. this, this, this mm-hmm. idea of, of an exhibition is just not working. And I just can't see, you know, when I first met Evander Holyfield in 84, I was complaining about stale pancakes at the Olympic Training Center, and I remember he looked at me like, what are you out of your mind? Anyway, um, of course he became Evander Holyfield, and then at one point in time, I told him, I said, you gotta stop with these one and two word answers, V. I called him V. I said, you gotta stop with these one and two word answers. I said, because people, you know, you don't, you don't get out there enough, so, We went to the the Tyson-Carl-The-Truth-Williams fight, and that night he made a metamorphosis of sorts from like a non-speaker into a speaker. From that point forward, I mean, Evander was just running because he thought he was going to fight Tyson next. That wouldn't happen for a few years because Tyson went to jail. I want to go into that. Um, Bottom line is, though, Tyson sort of straightened himself out. He's got this Tyson ranch going on there in Southern California. He's a bit of a a uh, Social media icon. I mean, these guys, you know, I mean, he's all right. I saw him getting ripped for smoking a joint before the Super Bowl the other day. I mean, weed's legal in California. Don't people know that?
5: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think all over the place now. I mean, in New York, it's nothing, you know, and the mayor here has decriminalized it and probably in Less than ten years, I, I'm gonna. I, I think it'll be the same as just buying a, a pack of newports.
4: Yeah, but the newports got that sign on the side. And the thing on the side that says may cause cancer, and I don't know if the weed does. Anyway, off to another subject. Um, sure. <laughs> are, are, are is New York opening up? I mean, San Francisco seems to be opening up a little bit. Is New York opening up? Uh um, What are you, you, you lost me there? I think we, I think we lost Socrates Palmer. You are tuning to Ring Talk Live worldwide, you're inside, look into the world of boxing, MMA. Socky there? Now let's work on this, work on that connection. You are tuned to the in. Insiders look into the world of boxing. The MMA, of course, Ring Talk Live. Why is our star, Socrates Palmer. He will be back next Saturday. Of course, Saturday's Ring Talk airs at 11 a.m. Pacific time. That's 2 p.m. Eastern time. Of course, and 8 a.m. in Honolulu, Hawaii. From my boy uh, over there, Wildem. Wildham rocking and rolling. William walking and rolling in, in Honolulu. Of course, him and the gang, the Ring Talk gang over there. want to say this. Johnny Tapia. I was going to do in the history a little bit later, but I'll do it right now. Johnny Tapia's uh, birthday passed this um this week. 1967, he was born today, 1967, February 13th. If ever there was a kid that was destined for sorrow, it was Johnny Tappy. I mean, you know, he was nutty, he did drugs, all that kind of good stuff. But here's a guy that, I think he was four or five, maybe seven years old, he watched his mother get murdered right in front of him. Somebody cut his mother's head off, basically, right in front of him, decapitated her. And, you know, from that point forward, his life was like a nightmare, okay? So when I met him, I guess it was in the amateurs originally, I guess it was a 19 i want to say the early 1980s he was still fighting in the amateurs and then of course he became the king of albuquerque new mexico and then i got invited down to albuquerque we did all kinds of stuff with manager uh manager and of course uh promoter lenny fresquez and fresquez promotions down there had good times with bob foster i mean albuquerque was it was just a wonderful place to be at that one point in time and johnny was king i mean of course he had beaten danny romero the crosstown rival they rumbled i think in 1995 or 1996 so when I was hitting Dan, when I was hitting Johnny Tappy up, it was at, towards the end of his career. I mean, you know, he was fighting guys in 2004, 2005 down in places like El Paso, Texas, Nicky Benz, who we barely beat and things like that. And he was a guy, you know, you never knew how he was going to turn on, if he was going to turn on you. I kid you not. This is what I said to him before he called me all kinds of F and F names on TV one night. I kid you not. On live TV. I said to him, well, Johnny, you and I have been here many times, haven't we? It's been a long time. He goes, what the F are you trying to say about that? Whoa. You never know how to go with Johnny Tapia. Happy birthday, La Vida Loca. Johnny Tapia, you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Supremes to the break.
1: That's 800-846-2153.
2: 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851, 800-439-7851, 800-439-7851, 800-439-7851.
3: Johnny, what time, what time are you going to bed tonight? Uh, it's been hard to sleep, believe me. I've been trying to sleep and I'm just so anxious right now. I'm going to hard to right, bed. We, we know you're going to watch movies and you and your wife. I'm just too hyped you know? Well, I know, but man, what are you gonna do? I mean, you can't really. Care. Are you climbing the walls? I mean, do you have plung- <laughs> do you have plungers on your as shoes where you climb up the walls? Nah, man. <laughs> no, what I do is uh, I read my Bible and try to stay cool and calm, but it's kind of hard still too. Do you ever take out pictures of Danny Romero? I you know what? Do you ever tell, like take out a picture of Danny Romero and look at it like? Ah. Yeah, I-, I I've been having him in my gym where I've been training. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a nice picture of him and not-so-nice picture of him. No, Well, you know, it's not so nice now, but it was nice when I first got in. And <laughs> hey, well, you trained at the top-ranked gym here in Vegas, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Futch, is Futch as cool in the corner as everybody sees, says he is? I mean, is he as cool in the gym as he is in the corner on TV? Well, you know, Mr. Futch is just an amazing man all the way around. I mean, he's a legend. He... he I don't got nothing bad to say with him. It's all good and positive. I'm not asking to say nothing bad. I'm just asking is he as cool and calm as, as he seems. I mean, the guy seems like he has ice running through his veins. <laughs> yeah, he's cool, calm, and collective. Hey, cool, calm, and collective. I wish you the very best of luck this Friday
4: night.
3: Hey, brother, I appreciate it. Say a prayer for me, buddy. And if there's anything I can do for you anytime, you let me know.
4: The great Johnny Tabby, born on this day in 1967. Of course, we had our ups, our downs, but that was one of the good times. I think he was about to fight uh Danny Romero back in nineteen ninety five, of course, the Battle of Albuquerque. Speaking of speaking of today in history, Billy Kahn beat Tony Zale. Of course that was in nineteen forty two in New York City. Rocky Marisano knocked out Lisa Vold in Philadelphia in the sixth round in nineteen fifty two. Nineteen eighty two Michael Spinks beat some hobo by the name of Mustafa Wasaja retained the WBA light heavyweight title in AC. Alexis Arguel on this day in nineteen eighty two knocked out Bubba Buscumi to retain the WBC lightweight title in Beaumont, Texas. Abu and National Golden Glove Champion got lit up like the White House Christmas sheet. And on this day, in 1983, boxing history brought to us by our house historian, uh, Grandmaster Billow. Of course, 1983, Donald Curry, winner 15 over John Suck Wang. I kid you, that was his name, John Suck Wang. I used to call him P. Spit. But I used to say, him, change the, the P to an H. Cause that's how bad some of these guys from Korea used to be, I kid you not. Of course, Curry displayed poor sportsmanship, no doubt about that. And the Saul Mambi Wars, Leroy L- 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 Haley and Saul Mambi, of course, they went back and forth with the WBC light heavy, uh, junior, junior, 100, 140 pound title. And it was probably the most boring fights at all time, no doubt about that. And in 1993, James Tony knocked out Iran Barkley in the ninth round to win the IBF Super Middleweight title, of course, Iran the Blade Barkley. We talked about him a little bit earlier. And of course, Johnny, in 1998, celebrated his birthday with a 12-round decision over Rodolfo Blanco. I think I did that fight. I did do that fight. It was at the pit, I believe, in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. And in 2003, the great Cuban great, Keith Gavilan, died at the age of 77 years old. Of course, Keith Gavilan... I made a mistake one time. I was in Florida. I think it was a New Year's Eve thing around 2000, 1999, something like that. Anyway, um, I gave the microphone to Kid Gavilan. I didn't know. The guy, had, you know, he'd been a little bit punchy. He didn't speak English too well. I gave him the microphone. It didn't go over too well. I had to grab the mic back out of his hand. Uh, I learned from that point forward what a lot of TV hosts learn: You don't give the microphone to a child, okay, and you don't have <laughs> – I hate to say that – and you don't have animals on the show. Let's switch gears. Let's talk about the u s c Of course, last week, Rocket and rolling in Las Vegas, the heavyweights were in the main event. Alistair Overeem, I call him Alister Overeem. Of course, a veteran of like damn near 60 fights as an MMA fighter, former kickboxer. I mean, he won the the uh, Grand Prix, he won uh, Pride championships. I mean, he's won everything, but a UFC title. And now at 40 years old, he's not going to win that. He got knocked out last week by Alexander Volkov, who stands about six foot seven, six foot eight. Uh, and he can box. He can punch. I mean, he stands. He's a stand-up type of puncher, a stand-up type of boxer. Probably going to go well in the uh, in the world of the UFC. Of course, the able to be the ability to stand and punch. Is, is something else. But then again, you've got you know Francis Ngannou who can do both. But the bottom line is, in the co-feature, Corey Sandhagen knocked out Frank Yeager. That was like a flying knee, one of the most amazing knockouts I've ever seen in my life. I mean, that was brutal. That was as knocked out as you ever get. You, know, you got knocked the you-know-what out. He did get knocked the you-know-what out. Clay Guida uh, defeated Michael Johnson in the Battle of UFC Veterans. Outside of that, the rest of the card sort of sucked. Of course, tonight, the UFC's rocking and rolling on pay-per-view, UFC 258. Coming to us from Las Vegas, Nevada, on top, the welterweight champion. It's 170 pounds. Of course, Kamaru Usman, once beaten, taking on Gilbert Burns. Burns, of course, and, and Usman uh, have come from the same team, the same gym, so it's like a battle of stable mates. What's going to happen there? I think Usman's the better fighter. He's got almost an unbeaten record. And of course, I think he's, he's got some skills that other people just don't have. He's a monster. We'll see what happens tonight. But that's a good fight. Him and Gilbert Burns in the main event. Co-feature, women's flyweight, about 125 pounds. Macy Barbary taking on Alexa Grasso. Alexa Grasso, of course, in the co-, in the third fight there, as far as the pay cards concerned, pay-per-view cards, right? Pay-per-view. UFC 258 is on pay-per-view. ESPN pay-per-view. Unless you want to steal it from some site. And the problem is when you steal fights, and I'm not saying I've ever stolen any fights, but when you steal fights, unless you're Johnny Signorella down there in Vegas, because um, he's got a computer he doesn't care about, okay, it's going to, like, it's going to infiltrate your computer with all kinds of viruses and malware and all kinds of crazy stuff. So a lot of times I don't know if it's worth it to actually try to steal something, you know, because... You get all the, the the crap that goes along with it. Anyway, Kelvin Gaslam is a middleweight, of course, going to 100, 180, 185 pounds. Sitting on Ian Heinz. Heinz can fight a little bit, him and Gaslem, I guess whoever wins there sticks around. Whoever loses is out of town. But the bottom line is USC is Hurting, I think, for talent. I've been saying that for months. Of course, speaking of the aforementioned Francis Ngannou, good Lord, he is the monster of all heavyweights, folks. I kid you not. And I think that he will become the heavyweight champion of the world. I mean, I just I don't see any any other thing happening on March 27th. Of course, they don't know where this fight's going to be. Yet. I'll take that back. It's going to be at the Apex Center. In Las Vegas, Nevada, of course, this will be a UFC 260. I think if there's a fight worthy of buying in the UFC as far as their schedule is concerned, this is the one. March 27, 2001, from the Apex Center in Las Vegas on top, the heavyweight champion of the world. Talk about the UFC heavyweight champion of the world. Um, the slightly built, Stiffy Miochik, what's he about 225, 230, not a big guy, boxer. Um, Cleveland Golden Gloves champion, Ohio State Golden Gloves champion at one point in time. Francis Ngannou. He was once beaten as a professional boxer, switched over to MMA late in his life. He's become a monster. Of course, he almost knocked out Stip Miocic the first time they rocked around, rolled around, and the first round, but, you know, Ngannou got tired. That's the way Stippy did it. Nganu got tired, and that was the strategy all along, and Ngannou lost a five-round decision. But that's going to rock and roll. March 27, I think that's a big card to watch as far as pay-per-views concerned. Now, the rest of the UFC schedule? Not all that I'm pleased, not all that impressed with it. Just not. I mean, bottom line is UFC is hurting for talent. I've talked about that before. When you want people pay people eight to 10, maybe 12 cents at the most, maybe 18 cents on the dollar, you're not going to get the best. You're not going to want, you're just not going to. Not that other people are going elsewhere. I'm just trying to say that some people just say the hell with it. I mean, there's no sense in even, even fighting. I mean, who was that heavyweight I was, uh, that, 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 uh, was getting 80 to 90 grand or 100 grand for advertising on his trunks. You know, the back of his trainer's robe would say like, uh, Pedro's bail bonds or something like that. And Pedro's bail bonds would give him like 80 grand in order to do that, right? So the UFC wiped that out. They said, no, no, you can't wear any advertisement whatsoever, ever. You've got to wear a Reebok outfit. In other words, a Reebok's going to like give us white or blue or something like that. Have one color for one corner, corner, one color for the other corner. But you got to wear the Reebok trunks. And guess what? You're not going to get like the kind of money you were getting. I think Brendan Shaw was the guy I was talking about making a hundred grand per fight on his back, take it back on the advertisement on his back and, the back of his robes. And then he said he was cut to like eight or 10 grand. I mean, why would you want to fight when somebody's taking 90%, a 90% cut of your money? At the end of the day, they are the pimps of all. I keep saying that. And I know it's getting redundant week after week, but listen, Dana White, Dana White is the biggest pimp in combat sports. There's absolutely no doubt about it. I mean, people talk to me about, you know, they want to rip on Don King all the time. Ripping on Don. They rip on Don King. Don King this, Don King that. Let me tell you, the aforementioned Barry Gordy of Motown Records, when I was researching a book about Barry and boxing and, of course, in, in the music world as well, I found some contracts in Detroit that were for the Supremes that were, like, pimpish. I kid you not, like, really, really pimpish. They were, like, making five. They had 12 number one hits, right, the Supremes? They were making $500 a week, and they were paying for their own advertising and their own dresses. I kid you not, and they were getting 500 bucks a week with 12 number one hits. That's how cool Barry Gordy was, and he wasn't. Bottom line is he's got nothing on Don King when it comes to writing contracts. Now, back to the world of boxing, I think that the, the fact that Manny Pacquiao is sort of like In limbo right now, but he's training. I understand he's going to head to L.A. pretty soon. Of course, Freddie Rhodes says they're going to hook it up. They're going to do another fight, maybe two fights this year. They like to go to the post twice. Of course, they can't get a live crowd anymore, but... If anybody could turn the pay-per-view crank, it's Manny Pacquiao. And him against Ryan Garcia, I think, would be the ultimate pay-per-view event. Why do I say that? Because you've got Ryan, who's hot with the chicks. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He's a TikTok guy. He's the Instagram guy. And you've got five or six million girls following you on Instagram. I'm telling you, I bet you can get a half a million girls to watch you on pay-per-view. I just think, I think there's no doubt about that. And then you bring Manny Pacquiao's numbers into it. I mean, these two guys putting it together, it would be an all-time 2021 pay-per-view record, I think, at Manny Pacquiao and the undefeated Ryan Garcia. Of course, Ryan Garcia of Victorville, California. What's he now? 22 and 0 getting off the, uh, deck a fortnight ago, uh, after getting locked down by Luke Campbell. Of course, caught that overhand looping left from a southpaw, a left-hander. And having been dropped by a left-hander it wasn't an overhand looping left that dropped me. It was a right hook I didn't see. I mean, those left-handers, and I'm one of them. I fought both ways, both left-hander and and southpaw. I was I am a dexterous. Um, that that taking that stuff from the opposite side was a little bit weird. You can train for them in the gym. You can train for you can you could train with all the southpaws you want in the gym, and then somehow when you fight a southpaw, the spit just goes bad. And I mean spit with an H. I kid you not. I mean, I'm talking about that fight, of course, with uh, <laughs> Ernie Chavez. I mentioned Tony Hernandez a little bit earlier. Of course, the famous voice of the Los Angeles Dodgers, Hernandez and Fernandez picking up some accolades back in the days as a broadcast team in the 80s. But I remember him and I were doing an Ernie Chavez fight. <clears throat> and Ernie Chavez, I fought in the National Golden Glove. That's when I thought I was so bad. And since I was winning all these titles, 139 pounds, I could step up to 147, not have to sweat weight and still annihilate these guys, right? No, didn't work out that way. I stepped up weight, went down to the valley. Uh, we fought a bunch of guys who were <clears throat> less than stellar, per se. And they put, um, how can I put this? Um, put a, put me in, a, I, I was confident. I was confident. I have never walked in the ring thinking I was a lose. Okay. But you know, that day after he hit me in that first round with that right hook that I didn't see coming, man, I never hit that hard in my life. And I've been hit with a club with a bat one time. So that was the hardest I ever hit. Anyway, Ernie Chavez is fighting on the Z channel and Tony Hernandez and I are doing this, this broadcast. And I said, yeah, I said, this guy beat me up in the national golden gloves. He goes, Why? Yeah, this guy right here. To Ernie Chavez, I said, watch out for his right hook. And what happened? He lands the right hook and knocks the guy out right then and there. Made me look like a star as far as being able to predict things. Bottom line is Ernie Chavez would fight Meldrick Taylor, uh, a couple of years later, up in Sacramento, California. And me and Mel being not tight, but you know, I knew some of the guys in, in the Duva camp and this and that. So I, I went to Pennell. I went, to, I went to, uh, Meldrick before the fight, and Purnell was there, and I said to him, Purnell Whitaker was there late, Pernell Whitaker, and I said to him, Mel, watch out for this guy's right hook, he hit me so hard, I didn't remember, I didn't remember anything, I don't remember getting hit, I remember being on the ground and getting up, I kid you not, and then looking across the ring, he knocked me down twice, Ernie Chavez knocked me down twice, when I got up the second time, get this folks, got up the second time, it was the second round, I looked across the ring, and there were eight Ernie Chavez's. I mean, maybe, maybe not eight, maybe six. But there was more than one Ernie Chavez. That's how rocked my brain was at that point in time. I was concussed, no doubt about it. The only time in my life I've ever been concussed. But I looked across the ring, and I saw eight guys. And then the referee's talking to me, and it was like two or three referees. Even though he's holding my hands, I can only see two or three referees. He says, "Me, yeah, you want to continue?" I said, "No, no, we don't. I don't want to continue." Bottom line, smartest move I ever made in my boxing career. Because if I'd have went out there any further, that's how you get hurt. That's how you get hurt permanently. That's how. It's, that's how these guys take undue punishment. You know, like in the UFC, they never throw in the towel. What's the story on that? You guys getting the snot kicked out of them, getting the spit kicked out of them, spit with an H. Okay, and you're like, "Whoa, uh, you know, let them get beat up some more. Let them get beat." Those guys should be arrested for impersonating trainers. I mean. I always had a towel in my hand when I worked with the kids. And the reason why I always had a towel in my hand is I wasn't Jerry Tarkanian of, of the Las Vegas, uh, college bulldogs down there, the basketball coach, where I had to have it in my mouth or anything like that to keep me, sh- keep my mouth shut. It was that I had it in case I needed to throw the towel in the ring because, you know, a lot of times referees don't see stuff. And you know, if I've got a kid in the ring that's like 12, 13 years old, 14 years old, doesn't, you know, I mean, I'm looking at him a little bit more than I would in a grown man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if he gets hurt, something happens, he gets staggered, I want to jump in. I want to throw this towel in the ring and stop the fight. And some people say I was a bit overprotective of my guys, you know, but that's just the way it was. None of them got hurt. And guess what? All the guys I work with can spell their own names still. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Byline.
1: That's eight seven seven three six zero zero four zero two. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
3: 1970
4: Supremes, meaning no Diana. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live World. We are boycotting Diana Ross. I'm just telling you, let me tell you what she did to Mary, okay? I'll just tell you one of the things she be married. You know that song, Someday We'll Be Together? It was like, like Diana Ross's last song with the Supremes. It says, Diana Ross and the Supremes on the 45. That's what it says, right? Right? But the bottom line is, Diana did this song in the studio in L.A., and what she did was she brought in a couple backup singers, and she called them the Supremes, I kid you not. So Mary never never got a dime off that last record. Mary was bitter, man. Mary was bitter, no doubt about it. And, of course, the way she, teated, uh, the way she treated... Florence, Florence Ballard, the, the girl, of course, that came up with the name the Supremes, man. I mean, she, what can I say? That was pretty cold. Of course, um, they didn't screw her, per se, sexually. Not Barry Gordy. Barry Gordy, uh, of course, had a kid with Diana Ross, but they sort of screwed Florence Ballard. Of course, Florence Ballard died poor and broke in 1974. Bottom line is, May Flow, rest in peace, as well. Mary, rest in peace, baby. You're a good boxing fan. One month of the day, March 13th. Check it out. Jessica McCaskill, the world welterweight champion, 9-2 with three KOs. Of course, taking on the former champion, Cecilia Brackett. She beat her a fortnight. I think that about a few months ago in, in August 2020. Brackett came in at 36-0, and 0, left at 36-1. and 1. I'm looking for the stockbroker from the Midwest. to light break us up one more time. Bottom line is, send Cecilia Packett. Make her retire. You are tuned to Ring Talk, live worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing. MMA, of course, today's show has been dedicated to the late Mary Wilson. Boxing fanatic, may she rest in peace. But this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide, the Saturday edition, where you listen to us live. It's Saturday, 11 a.m. Pacific time, live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Series, XM Satellite Radio, Channel 217. I mean, TuneIn.com, Stitcher.com, SportsByline.com. And, of course, the live broadcast of the TV, audio at Twitch.tv, the Sports Byline USA channel. Bottom line is we got it going on 24-7. And you can check us out the Sunday show, 11 a.m. Pacific time, Sunday, right here on Sports Byline. So next time, peace, love, and a ton of respect.